Yo MTG Taps is sponsored by LegitMTG.com. Strategy, streams, and singles, LegitMTG has it all. Oh yeah, and now us. So check us out every Friday on LegitMTG.com and stop back every weekday for more great Magic the Gathering content and product. Hey everybody, welcome back to Yo MTG Taps. I'm Big Head Joe. And I'm Stephen Marshall. And last week's episode was... Kind of like corn. Uh, hundreds of delicious kernels that when consumed all at once are nearly impossible to digest. We hope that this episode will be more like porridge, uh, a smooth experience from start to finish. This weekend, uh, we attended the uh, Magic Porridge's pre-release, and we played in both the Two-Headed Giant and the Solo Sealed event. Uh, Steven and I were a team. It was awesome. Like, it was like the most fun I feel like I've had playing two at a giant maybe ever <laughs> to be honest um, well, yeah we had some unique jet uh, decks or at least you did well you know we, well, we both did I mean like I thought we both had really cool decks and that, I thought that was the coolest thing was that we both got to play the kind of deck we'd like to play in that format but taking it to certain extremes uh, you know for like two at a giant like I like to play kind of grindy controly decks in sealed and you like to play aggro mid-range kind of decks. You like to you like to swing with creatures. Mm-hmm. So Steven played red white, um, and I played like my deck was. I think it's my favorite one of my favorite sealed decks I've ever built. Hmm. It was so it was so unique. It was black white. I had four creatures in the deck. I had that six six flying rare. Kothoped, Kothofed, Kothofed. Sure. Yeah, K fed. And then I had a Guiltleaf Winnower. I had that in the deck. And what were my other two creatures? Were Fleshbag Marauder and Totem Guide Heartbeast. So those are my only four creatures. And then I had um, 16... This is counting one of the creatures as a removal spell. I had 16 removal spells in the deck. Three Celestial Flares. uh, Three Cruel Revivals. Just so much removal. Just everything was removal. You had a Languish? I had a Languish... I had three suppression bonds. Um, I had the sigil of the empty throne that made those even sweeter. And uh, yeah, it was just a really ridiculous deck. It was just like lock, like you know, they play something big, I kill it. Eventually, when like there was a turn that I could breathe a little, play the stick the sigil, and then uh, we had the dark petition to search it up if we wanted to. And we had the Totem God Heartbeast to search up enchantments once we got it online, or auras rather. And it was just a really, really weird and fun deck to try to play. You had uh, an Infernal Scarring, which was Infer- exclusively to target my <laughs> creatures. <laughs> yeah, because like, we realized right before, towards the end of uh, deck construction that, oh, I can run this and trigger that and target your creatures, and it's totally fine. And that was just great. Yeah. Well, we we also, like, towards the end of deck construction, realized you couldn't run a Shadows of the Past. <laughs> if your deck had four total creatures in it. Yeah, because you can only activate the ability of the, on the enchantment if you if there are four more creature cards in your graveyard. So <laughs> it's pretty My hard graveyard. to activate. Yeah. Yeah. That wasn't going to happen. We had some, like, some pretty cool, like, we had three of, like, the... 3-2 zombie that makes zombies for each other one in the graveyard. We had a couple good black creatures that, like, if we wanted to make it less of this kind of deck, but I was just really feeling like just going all in on this plan and having you be the the muscle, you know? 
Um, and I and it worked out pretty well. Uh, tell me just a little bit about wh- what your deck had going on. Yeah, so I was just basically playing uh, just red, white, decent stuff. Uh, what I, Archangel of Tithes was like, yeah, I guess the the one mythic in the deck. Um, but I didn't really get to do anything with it just because that thing ate a removal spell immediately, just no matter every what. Every time. Every time. Every time. But, you know, it, 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 it's almost good that it did, though, because um, that 4-6 giant. Oh, yeah. the fo- that, that, So that was the follow-up play, essentially. Yeah, that was almost better than the angel. <laughs> Sentinel of the Eternal Watch. Man, that thing was good. Yeah, if I'm not exclusively, like, an, if I know I'm not an aggressive deck, I would take the Sentinel over the Archangel. I, I would take that over most rares. It was just that good. It, it, it was impossible to win combat with because it's a 4-6 Vigilance, so there's not really a lot of things that tussle with it, <laughs> especially in 2-headed Giant because it targets each player. Oh, so good. <laughs> yeah, it was just fantastic. And then I had, uh, what was it, Swift Reckoning, and I'd be like, yeah, tap that down, and then I'd just kill it, you know? It was like Icy Manipulator Royal Assassin oh, yeah. combo, which was pretty sweet. Also had five Stalwart Avens, <laughs> which I don't yeah. know how good those were or not. but Oh, they were great, man. Yeah, they, they were did good. a lot of work. They were most of our muscle. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, I mean they're more than ten percent of my deck. So they held they held equipment all day. You know, like I thought they oh, were great. Yeah, sort of the animist. Eh, they weren't bad. Uh, the 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 mid range. So when I was constructing the red white deck, there was a couple different directions we could take it. Yeah, uh, one was kind of super token aggro because I had like three dragon fodders and three of the uh, Kithion's tactics. Uh, but I think we correctly reasoned that this would be not the place for aggro and that a whole bunch of X1s are just not where you want to be. And it was absolutely correct. I never once wanted those things. Yeah, the rest of it was just like red kind of removal uh, that I could cobble together, like Ravaging Blaze and uh, the Fiery Impulse. Yeah, that was mostly it. It was just a standard red-white deck the, it, with two Sentinels of the Eternal oh, Watch, man. which I can't believe that's uncommon. You know, in the Cleric of the Forward Order, I was like not too enthusiastic about them. But since our deck combined, so if, if our deck was like one collective deck, we were actually pretty creature light. Yeah. So I, was, I was only running like 1,415, which is like standard for one deck. Right. But between the two of us, like for a two-headed giant game, most combined decks would have 28 creatures. Right, right. So we were running like well under everyone else, and the life gain just kind of helped stabilize things before we could kind of take over in the end. Yeah, and we really did come back, <laughs> uh, especially in round one. Uh, round one... We, um, at one point, were at four life with our opponents at 35. (laughs) Yeah. That was extreme. And we came back and won. Um, We had another game where we were at three life. And our opponents were at, like, they were at, like, 17 or something, and we slowly started taking them down. But I've got K-Fed on the battlefield, and I can't let anything die. Like, I'm just try- – I was like, oh, man, like, if things start dying, we're going to lose. Yeah. So so I had to, like, suppression bonds a Thopter token and suppression bonds just the 2-1 guy on the ground that created the Thopter token just so, like – they wouldn't be able to chump block and make us lose life. <laughs> we had to do everything in our power to like not lose life at that point. It was just so it was scary. Yeah. That that was a scary situation. And they had 
renowned the creature that lets us when we cast a was it non creature or was it instant of sorcery? A non creature spell. When we cast a non creature spell, we lose two life. So they had that active, and I had this K fed out. Yeah, I, like we couldn't let anything die, and we couldn't cast anything, but we still had to win. But we did, so that was good. Uh, is there anything you want to talk about about the first three rounds, other than like our decks actually working? I don't. I think it warped my impression of the format because <laughs> I thought that like, man, none of these creatures are that great. But then there's like no creatures that we were really concerned with because when you have infinite removal and then <laughs> read the bones, it's like and languish to catch back up. <laughs> it just God, feels like that languish that was. Touch you. I almost cut the languish. I know. <laughs> because I was like, but it's going to kill all your creatures, and we need your creatures to survive. And and I was like, nah, I'd probably keep it in. It's a good reset button. We wound up adding the elf. Uh, non-elves get minus two, minus two. Eye Blight Massacre. Eye Blight Massacre. We, we wound up adding that to the deck after round one. Because we figured so we it was better than Way of the Underworld. Yes. Which I, you know... I had it in there for a Sigil of the Empty Throne, but mm-hmm. how often did our Sigil of the Empty Throne actually survive? We made you know? a total of two tokens on the day. We made... Oh, yeah, we did make two. I was actually surprised. I thought we only made one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I made across four rounds. But it was a major threat when it came down. You oh, know? yeah, people freaked out. Yeah, and it was and that was cool. Like The decks did what they were supposed to do, except for the last round. So the last round... We play against a team. One guy's got a mono green elves deck. And the one guy's got a mono blue control deck. And we basically got milled. Yeah. <laughs> because he had the card that spell mastery. You reveal the top seven cards of a player's library. And you can cast two of those spells without paying their cost. Talent of the telepath. Yeah. He had two of those. And I had a deck full of removal spells. So he was able to cast that on me twice, take 14 cards out of my library in a format that's already going long, and yeah, wound up losing by decking. Yeah. Um, I mean, we're well ahead on board, but yeah. <laughs> we were. We were like one or two turns away. We just didn't have the cards in my library to make it happen. So yeah, I mean, he picked the right deck to target. You know, you know, it was a good, it was a good play. So wound up three one in that event. Uh, no complaints there. Uh, I think we played as well as we possibly could have. And, again, it was just really fun. We've done a couple of these events together now, so I feel like we've got a better idea of, like, what decks we want to play. It wasn't like we were fighting over certain cards. I don't think we fought over a single card. No, I mean, it's pretty hard. <laughs> you know? When, when it's, like, the mono removal deck and then... Well, we were both playing white. Uh, that's true. <laughs> we were both playing white, and we never, like, were like, well, I want that. No, I want that. It was never an argument over, like who gets what card. It was kind of interesting that way. I'm surprised, you know, I'm surprised for us to both be able to play white and, and not even have one single disagreement about, uh, who gets what card in white. I felt like that was a good sign that we were both playing the decks we wanted to play and, uh, kind of had a feel for what each other wanted to play too. And I think that's really important. So it was cool. It was really fun. After that, we went to churches. Oh yeah. That was fantastic. Chicken and waffle bites. Very good. Get, like, three of the sauces, though. Anyone who orders those. Get, like, three of the maple butter sauce because there was not enough sauce. They have made their spicy chicken spicier, and it's true. It's good. It was very good. It was very, very good. So some some, some sustenance in between events. 
and then we uh, sat down for our uh, sealed pre-release solo. I wound up getting the the green, the Nissa, and I did not get the Nissa. I got a promo Gaia's Revenge, which everybody was all bummed out about around the table because they didn't get a Nissa, and I was just like, yup, you're going in the deck. <laughs> like, I don't care about opening a promo Nissa. That would be fun, but I wanted to build an awesome green stompy deck, and that's why I picked green. I picked my colors before I knew the breakdown on the cost, you know, the financial value of the Planeswalkers. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, ooh, green. I want to play some green. That was my that was my financial decision was big creatures and stuff. So Gaia's Revenge made me very happy. Any other cards in the deck you like that were like um you played green black? Or no? I did. I did. I played green black. It was slightly similar in style to to the other deck I played in terms of like just having a lot of those big removal spells at the top of the curve. Um, I had one of the small removal spells too, whatever the hell you call it. Reeve Soul. Yeah, Reeve Soul. I had one of those. I had like a couple of the uh, Cruel Revivals and Unholy Hungers, top of the curve. And I also had uh, Sky Snare Spider, which was absolutely amazing. Um, I loved that card. And I had <laughs> I had K-Fed again. Hmm. My man K-Fed was coming back, trying to make a comeback. You know, did a little reality TV. It wasn't really working out for him. He said, maybe I'll cut an album. Now, there's one other thing that I almost got to live the dream on, but I misplayed, so I didn't get to. My opponent had the Liliana in round two, and I managed to kill it, and then I necromantic summonsed it, but I forgot my spell mastery counters. So then, like, a turn later, after we'd done some stuff, it got whatever that card was you literally just said. Mm. The destroy a creature with power three or, gra- or, or less. Here's the thing, though. If any of your creatures ever died and she transformed, it would not work out well for you. Why? Well, whenever, a <laughs> whenever another non-token creature you control dies, exile Liliana, then return her to the battlefield transformed under her owner's control. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, so. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. Well, good. I'm glad he killed it then, because I wouldn't even thought about it. Yep, yep. Oh, man. Okay, well, that's a non-bow. All right, well, good to know. So, everybody out there, don't reanimate your opponent's <laughs> mythic rare <laughs> planeswalker creatures. Wow. Yeah, and definitely don't transform them if you decide. Owner's to control, man. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I just wanted to play with Liliana. I wasn't even worried about the text on the card. I was like, I want Liliana. Gimme. Yeah, I think they all say under their. Yeah, they've got to say owner's yeah. control. Oh, that's really funny. <laughs> well, good. I'm. I yeah. Well, I lost that round regardless. The one thing I gotta say is that the mana in this format. Sucks. It sucks. It is so bad. The mana is awful. I feel like in draft, I'm going to be like pack one, pick twoing, evolving wilds. Like, oh, come on. Or pack two, pick one. No doubt. Evolving wilds are just huge. It's like the only way to, to like fix your mana other than like the rare lands. True. It's awful. But, I mean, are you really splashing in this format? I don't even care about splashing. I'm just talking about trying to operate a two-color deck. That's an exaggeration, I feel. I'm not exaggerating, man. Round two, I'm playing. So, my my deck is green-black. 
I've got 17 lands. Two of them are the Mage Ring Network and the land that you can tap five and sack it to make two Thopters. I was so screwed. Like, I just kept hitting those when I needed, like, double black. Now, I, I think that might be that two is just, just too many. I feel like most decks, most two-color decks, can almost effortlessly run one colorless land. Otherwise, yeah. you have to go to 18 lands, have an Evolving Wilds, or have a really primary color where the other color only has, uh, like, a single pip to cast. Like, you don't have any double mana cost uh, right. casting requirements. But if you have double mana cost on both, I don't think you can run two. Yeah, I, so I wound, up, I wound up cutting them both after that round. I just, I just was like, I'm done with these. No way. I just got rid of them and just put in, like, more just regular lands. And uh, it wound up working out fine the last two rounds. Um, I'm, I'm very turned off by any of the colorless lands at this point. And you're right. I think one is okay. And I but think, I was just feeling really extreme about it. I had to cut them both. I think Foundry and I think Rogue's Passage are fine. I don't. I'm still. I, I don't know what I think about Majoring Network. I don't like it. Okay. I, 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 my my default was to say no on it, but I I played it and I hated it. So. Okay. It let me do like something once, but it was really not that great. And it's going to get a lot worse in draft. So, but Foundry seems fine. Foundry is a good late game thing just to have. Um, yeah, you got to pick. A colorless land. One. Out of your pool. Because you, you, know? you, had, you had the Rogue's Passage and the Two-Headed Giant, and that was fine. It was. It was fine. So, yeah. So, anyway, um, I can't remember much about my matches, except that, like, I just had a really good curve of green creatures where I would drop, like, one of those uh, wolves that gets pumped for all the other wolves. And then I would follow that with a card, like, one of my favorite cards on the day. Well, okay, well, well then I'd follow that with the Yeva's Force Mage and get in for four. And then follow that with a Somberwald Alpha. And Somberwald Alpha is really good. Really? Yeah, man. I mean, just like, so it's a 3-2 a for a green and 3. And whenever a creature you control becomes blocked, it gets plus 1, plus 1 until end of turn. So, like, it just really screws up the combat math, especially if you're kind of just, you know, a bunch of 2-2s two versus a bunch of 2-2s, two which very often it was early in the game. Mm -hmm. So I just drop that and it just, they just cannot block. It's just, or they're going to trade. I mean, they're not going to trade, you know, it just really screws up the combat math. But then, but yeah, then I drop like a rocks maulers. I had rocks maulers, drop that six drop flying demon K fed, and then drop Gaia's revenge. It was just a fun day. <laughs> nice. It was a good day. So, uh, it was, Tell me more about your pre-release, because I've already talked about mine. I think I'm talked out on it. Yeah, sure. So Sunday, after playing Red, White, and the Two-Head Giant, I sadly opened up a pretty mediocre pool. I had the red pre-release pack. I think my promo card was Chandra's Ignition, which I think would be good if I ever drew it. And I basically just put together a red-white aggro deck. Um, it was one of those pools where, like, three of your rares are the uh, the dual lands. So, yeah. So you're going to have to get them with, like, a curve, and you know, and... And a, and a cohesive strategy and not just a, a bunch of bombs. Uh, so I actually did try the whole dragon fodder into uh, Kithian's tactics or the tactician guy that pumps your team. Yeah. And then a few of the uh, Thopter generators. Uh, and it, it worked out pretty well most of the time. I, went, I ended up going three and one. Uh, my only loss is I just got stumbled on mana in a really weird match because like half the games, if I saw really low drop creatures that could block a bunch of one ones, I would switch to a 
blue red deck with negates and uh, Jesse and Thief, which was really good. I mean that that doesn't that shouldn't really be a surprise. And uh, just a couple claustrophobias. Claustrophobia is just too good. <laughs> I, re- really I really good. think it's unfair. Although I think they balanced that by making like just blue get a bunch of duds at common. Like, yeah, I, I think that some of those cards are better than you're giving them credit for. I've actually got a handful of them in my hand of ta- in ter- terms of cards I want to talk about that overperformed, in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, like I, I don't know. I feel like Sin to Sleep, Negate, uh, Dreadwaters, Bone to Ash, Deep Sea Terror, Fairy Miscreant, Maritime Guard, uh, Nivix Barrier. I'm just like not excited to play like like 50% of the commons in blue. You just named three of the four commons I have in my hand that I'm, like, saying overperformed. <laughs> wow. Okay. This is good. Uh, <laughs> I actually, okay, and I, and I diss Maritime Guard. It's not something I actively want main deck, but I absolutely sided in versus, like, if I'm on the draw and I need to stop, like, a Topin Freeblade or whatever, uh, it was perfect. It, you know, it got wow. the job done. It's a horrible main deck card, but if you, you see white aggro deck, you, you put that in immediately. Or, or they start, you know, casting Dragon Fodder or what have you. Yeah. Um, it's it's actually a really good tool. It's a bad common, and I actually have it in the overperform category as well, actually. That's funny. <laughs> like, I think it's, it's not something I want to draft, and I don't want it in my deck. But it's something people, I think, will overlook and be too hesitant to actually side in, because I thought it was a fantastic sideboard card. Yeah, and there, what else I had? Pricklebore, which was about as good as I expected it to be. Like, I was attacking, so it was a good card. The Subterranean Scout plus Jesse and Thief combo was pretty sweet uh, to get in for the card draw. Uh, Firefiend Elemental was better than I expected. Actually, we should probably just get into the... I went three I went three and one. Um, <laughs> that, was, that was basically it. Yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, I think we should just get into kind of like Rapid Fire... What yeah. Cards that overperformed. Where are the cards that underperformed, and we'll just yeah. list there. Totally. Um. So uh, I'll, I'll just start going. We'll just trade off. Sure. So um, I've got for overperformed. Um, I've got Angel's Tomb mostly because I forgot this card existed. Mm-hmm. Um, this is such a good card. It's a, uh, you know, when a creature enters the battlefield under your control, you can make the artifact of three three white angel with flying until end of turn. Like, I just didn't realize, like, how easy that was to turn on. I just didn't, I don't know, I didn't think about it. I didn't play it, I got to play, I had it played against me. <laughs> but I was like, all I have to do is play a creature, this is a 3-3 flyer for three, that's so good. You're playing creatures in Sealed. Sure. You know? For some reason, I played against it and just, because my deck, my deck was just a lot more aggro, so I was afraid of blockers. So that getting out was like, I'm like, yeah, it's fine, you can try to race me with that. Right. So just like eventually just ran out of gas and they didn't have a 3-3 to block. <laughs> when they need to, but I think that is a good card, yeah. Uh, I think in so an too. aggressive deck. <laughs> this one's going to be kind of obvious, and it's, it feels like cheating, but Kithian's Irregulars. I mm-hmm. played against it twice, and it was, like, just amazing. Yeah. It's busted. It wins the game. It's it's very similar to Sentinel of the Eternal Watch, which we already talked about, where that card is just a... It's a win on its own, almost. I just wanted to say that, like, I'm going to name two. Uh, Bone to Ash... Right? Uh, and Calculated Dismissal. Mm-hmm. I-, I thought that those two cards uh, performed way better against us than I expected them to. Bone to Ash seemed like... I mean, I, f- I feel like there is a lot of instant speed spells in mm-hmm. the format. And I feel like you really can build some sort of c- 
consistent instant speed uh, kind of control deck where you're kind of holding some stuff off, countering a few key things, and then dropping a few bombs. Um, calculated Dismissal especially, just because three mana to counter a spell unless they, they pay three is kind of okay, but the Spell Mastery Scry 2 is amazing. So I thought that card was really good. Bone to Ash, not so much, but still... Um, I felt like the counter spells were way better than I expected them to be in this format. I did have Clash of Wills in that red-white deck that sided into a red-blue deck, mm -hmm. and it was great. This one's kind of obvious, too, but Consul's Lieutenant, um, it's kind of hard to get on the play if you're playing like a heavy, like an equally split two-color deck, but uh, on the play, that's... That is really hard to deal with. What does it do? That's the 2-1 first strike with Renown. Oh, okay, that's the one I was thinking Yeah, about. the white-white. I, I called it yeah. a tactician, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that one's, that, that's rough. That and the Topin Freeblade. White has the two-drop game on lock. Anchor to the Aether? Yeah. I mean, that's just really good. Um, I guess I just didn't remember that card from the spoiler. So, like, when I saw it played, I was like, whoa, did they just put something on top of their library and then scry? Yeah. Like, that's amazing. Too bad it's not Fate Seal, but anyway. <laughs> oh, God, that's too good. <laughs> they could print that for blue. I didn't think Willbreaker would be good for some reason. <laughs> Why would you not think that's good? I just thought, I don't know. I don't know what I was thinking. But uh, no, I lost a game was... because they... They, they did send to sleep on two of my creatures, and, mm -hmm. and then they got them. And then I, Very good. I didn't have a board anymore, so that seems okay. So a Crowan Jailer, I thought, totally overperformed. Hmm. Uh, because I looked at this card, and I went, meh, three mana to tap target creature. That's too expensive. That's not something I want to play. But, like, the fact that, like, there are so few one-drops in this format... That it's a fine thing just to drop on turn one and then eventually be able to use it to tap something. I thought it was really good. I mean, I just like, you know, tap target creature is always good, but it's usually on a creature that costs more and the ability costs less. Yeah. So, like, it was the opposite and I thought it was bad, but it's not. It's the same. It's just fine. Yeah. It, it, I think this doesn't suffer from being bad. It just had bad expectations. And so it right. was, like, mediocre and so it overperformed. Yeah, I have Conclave Naturals on here. Uh, uh, Boggart as group? Over, as over oh, form. yeah. I thought that was fantastic. All right, yeah, well, I guess I guess that's all from subjective experience. You know what I mean? Because I'll run it again, and I won't be mad about it. I just wasn't happy with it Sunday evening, so. Uh, Boggart Brute, the 3-2? The Menace? Yeah. Oh, yeah. What do you mean that over... Uh, that, that, that would be in my performed... How you expect it to perform. I just thought it would be you know, middling... Because normally you're not excited to run a 3-2 for 3. I'm not. Right. Not, not even right. an aggressive deck. I don't think that's an amazing stat line. Um, but I, it was great. <laughs> uh, it, you have to be an aggressive deck, obviously. Mm -hmm. It's a terrible blocker, just like any no, other 3-2. No doubt. I thought Ravaging Blaze was amazing because it has extra text on it. Yep. <laughs> I, I thought it was really funny. Uh, I guess it was in round 3 where like we our life total was getting low. And I said to Steven, I was like, man, they really have a lot of mana over there. We have to watch out for Ravaging Blaze. Yeah. And then and then a couple turns later, they were like, yeah, you know, all that mana. Yeah, for the Disintegrate in the format. <laughs> yeah, right. No, no Disintegrate in this format. I was like, 
I don't think they have ravaging blades. Dude. Yeah, or they're <laughs> just like, running a nice, like you know, <laughs> I don't bluff or something. Yeah, I was like, I really, I think they don't know this card exists, so I don't think we have to play around it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's because he had that majoring network and he kept ticking it up, even though he had like ten lands on the battlefield. I'm like, oh, yeah, <laughs> what's going on here? Yeah, I was like, wait a minute, are we gonna die to a giant fireball? Yeah, but so anyway, there is a fireball in the format, so just be aware of it. Uh, Separatist Void Mage would barely outperformed expectations because there's kind of a question in my mind, like, it, okay, so is this is this going to be worth it? You know, it's obviously Mist Raven is obviously amazing, but is this going to be is this still going to be good? And it is. Yeah, I haven't performed as I expected it to. Yeah, because I thought it was good, and it was Nivix Barrier. I actually have in my overperformed. Oh. Well, I mean, like, I mean, it's an 0-4 defender. It's kind of expensive, but um, I mean, I guess like coupled with like a creature that could actually, you know, if you have another creature that could kill something that you know isn't going to trade or that would trade otherwise, it's even better. But my opponents were just dropping this to slow because I was playing kind of aggro, mm-hmm. so they would just drop this, you know, stop one of my attackers, block my other attacker. And then, you know, they had an extra turn to try to find something to deal with one of my creatures. And then they were able to have a blocker up just to just slow me down a lot. I, the, the card slowed me down a lot more than I expected it to. Mm. I'm not saying that I think it's a great card. It just totally overperformed against me and did way more than I would have expected it to do. That's how I feel about that. That's all the cards I have that overperformed. Um, let's see. I'm going to run down them really quick then because I had a bunch. I guess I just like magic and I like magic cards. Uh, mm-hmm. Eye Blight Massacre was better than I expected it to be. Um, okay, I agree. Actually, I agree with that 100%. Uh, Cruel Revival plus the Fleshbag Marauder. Didn't see that little interaction coming. <laughs> that was pretty good. I don't know if we ever actually got to do that. We did. Did we? Round All one, right. I think. Sweet. That yeah, was, that was pretty good. Yeah, that That's one way to grind them out. Oh, Aerial Volley as a sideboard card is fantastic. Yeah, see, I, I, I think that's... That's pretty obvious. I don't know why I would, that would overperform. I mean, that seems obvious. I just didn't. I I should have kind of figured it out because, like, you have the uh, the Aven guy. The one he's a one three flyer. You have um, all those Thopter tokens, so you can take them out all three of them at instant speed for one mana. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, God, in blue, what I take? I took out a uh, Soul Blade Jin. That was pretty good for one mana. Ooh, wow. <laughs> Um, it, it just, it, it, every time I brought it in, I was very happy to have it. It's just a common for green and that's, it's a lot that's doing a lot of work. Uh, mm-hmm. all the green renowned guys. Uh, so Valerian wardens, undercity troll and Farika's disciple. Yeah. Those are all just very intimidating, very scary. Didn't want any of them huh. to turn on. Uh, and undercity trolls is just, you know, fine. Cause it's a two man creature with two. That's a two, two. So you're going to play yeah. that anyway. And it's also got regenerate. So it's also good on defense. Uh, Farika's Disciple is a 2-3 death touch, so like no one wants to block it anyway. So it's kind of right. it's kind of easy for it to get the renown. And then Valerian Wardens just it gets big and draws cards, and if you can get it through, that's the thing. The Valerian Warden was crazy. Yeah, I didn't even I didn't even know that was a card until we got it played against. It's like, oh no, we gotta get rid of that. Yeah, crap. Um, Wild Instincts, because I was comparing that as like I was I just assumed it was like kind of like Hunt the Week, uh, but I feel like it's a lot better. Because uh, with Hunt the Week, it really, you know, the card says it hits the name of the card, but it really helped your bigger creatures, you know, just take out maybe not 
as problematic threats, but just stuff that's smaller than your other creatures. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas Wild Instincts actually helped small creatures trade up because the plus two plus two just helps a lot more and survive and then add get in a bunch of damage. So I thought that card, I think the card's a lot better than Hunt the Weak, even though hmm. you get the plus one plus one counter. <laughs> yeah, I actually, I like that card a lot too, but I got to play it on my six six flyer. <laughs> it was very necessary. I was like, I will pump, I'll put it on my 6-6 six, six flyer, I will kill your thing. And then I reclaimed it and got it back. Oh, man. Yeah. Wait, you were that. playing Reclaim? I was. Eh. It wasn't good. It underperformed. It's not in my pile, but it underperformed like crazy. Okay. I did not like it. Uh, and then this is one that probably, I, I, this is probably has more to do with my expectations than anything else but Reeve Soul. Yeah. I was doing all kinds of dirt. All day. Yeah. Yeah. That amazing card. Yeah, those are my overperforms. Cool. Um, I have a couple of just performed as I expected them to. Skyraker Giant, pretty awesome. Um, although it did wind up eating a lot of removal spells. 4-3 Reach in red is just always like a what? Kind of super unexpected. Aroas' Champion, you expect it to be really good, and it is. And then I just wanted to say just a quick thing about Cruel Revival and Unholy Hunger. Mm-hmm. Like, they're so redundant. Like, yeah. And it's so weird how much redundancy there is. Like, I mean, we, we, we had killed for a sip of Hemlock a year ago. And that's like a six-mana sorcery, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, now we're you getting know, instants. Five-mana instant speed uh, black removal spells. They're like, there's like redundancy in them. Like, there's one at common and one at uncommon. There's just so many. And that's just a really interesting thing. It's almost like there are too many. <laughs> but I don't know if that's a, I don't think that's a thing. So I, I kind of felt that way. I feel like the <laughs> we never really uh, when we were playing two headed giant and you had the mono black removal deck, uh, yeah. your hand was always full. You were just sitting on removal. But I, yeah. I think that's the, the nature of your deck, though. It was. It was. It was. Let's wait till we actually need to kill something and then we kill it. Shambling ghoul was actually better than I thought it would be. Actually, no, that was expected. I thought it was going to be good, and it was. Which one is that? It's one in a black for a 2-3, but it enters the battlefield tapped. Yeah, it's okay. I mean, it's not going to block any of the good two-drop renowned creatures, which is kind of sad. And so I think that's why they kind of put it in there, to make that kind of uh, tension there. Okay, so. performance expected. I had suppression bonds. Yeah, I had it in my pile, too, but I felt like it wasn't even worth mentioning, because it's really good. Yeah, it, co- I mean, it, was like, it cost four, and it was worth about four. <laughs> can play it on an equipment. That's true. We cast it on a Sword of the Animist. It's worth noting. Yeah. Uh, Tower Geist, I had high expectations. It met them. And Stalwart Aven, I'm not... I almost put this in the underperformed. I don't know why. I thought it would be really good, and it was just good. <laughs> it was a little slow, just because, you know, it, it, it still is a 1-3 the turn you play it, even though in my mind I was like, oh, yeah, automatic 2-4. But that, right. it's still good, and you should still play it. And it's still, like, one of the better... Uh, White commons, yeah, I would say it performed about as expected, not a little bit below. Uh, underperformed? Mm-hmm. Um, I have, and this is mostly for my opponents, I have Chandra's Fury. Because <laughs> <laughs> guess what? Here's the text on Chandra's Fury, just so everybody knows. It's four and a red. It's an instant. Chandra's Fury deals four damage to target player and one damage to each creature that player controls. This does not deal four damage to a creature. Mm-hmm. And then one damage to all the other creatures. I had someone try to play this that way twice. Um, I also have Gnarl Root Trapper. Oh, yeah. Uh, because, like, that's so conditional. Like, it's just, like the most conditional card I think I've ever seen. So it's like pay one life 
Add one green to your mana pool. Spend this mana only to cast an elf creature spell. And then target attacking elf you control gains death touch until end of turn. I was like, man, this is so conditional. Like, I expected it to be like, because I was like, oh, man, we better be careful because they can give that death touch. And you were like, no, they can't. I was like, well, that card sucks. Let's go. <laughs> you know, like, it was just yeah. like, yeah, I was like, ugh, awful. Um, and then the last card that underperformed for me was Celestial Flare. Yeah. Oddly enough. Uh, because, uh, I mean, especially in 2 Giant, where you've got two different players, there's so many creatures. Yeah, I just felt like it didn't really do the job. Uh, but also, like, you know, where you've got, like, things that are just dropping incidental thopters here and there, it just doesn't feel like it's that good in this format. Like, I don't feel like I'm I was sh- got by that card once. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like if you have, like, I feel like you could throw it in as a one-of mm-hmm. in a white deck and not be sad about it. But I don't think it's an effect you want three copies of. No. I, I actually like Chandra's Fury. But I, really? I, I know what it does is the thing. That's, yeah, yeah. I, I was just like, okay, this underperformed for everyone that ever played it against me. Because it literally killed nothing every time. Yeah, I, you know what? I think I may have been just, just playing against a bunch of Hearthstone players. <laughs> I'm almost sure that people thought it was Swipe. <laughs> That's true, we're not yeah. play, We're not playing Hearthstone, folks. This is Magic the Gathering. They are different games. Uh, the other cards that underperformed, um, if, you know, either on my side or the opponent's side, was Enthralling Victor or Captor or whatever. Yeah. Didn't really do much. I didn't think Alhamaret was that great. For some reason, it should be good. <laughs> but it just never scared me for any reason, even though it was played against me multiple times from multiple players. Yeah. I'm glad it was only played against us once in the Twitter Giant. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I was totally not impressed with that card, even as a 7-drop 5-5 five, five flyer that, you know, locks, meddling locks mages. down your, your hand. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> like, I feel like that should be... And the other thing was that the Planeswalkers never, like... I, uh, uh, people played multiple Planeswalkers against me, and I never felt like it was a problem. I don't think I ever had a Planeswalker flip against me. Me neither. Wow. I mean, that's probably, like, not... These are not very large sample sizes, and I would, you know, snap first pick almost any of them. Sure, agreed. Uh, but none of them were... Uh, I think someone played the Chandra against me. We played against the Nissa and Two-Head Giant and the Liliana Two-Head Giant. And I also played against the Kithion, and I don't think any of them flipped. And we were able to play around them, and they just ended up being marginally costed creatures. Yeah, that's that's about it, man. You know, we wanted to talk just kind of about individual cards that we liked, mm-hmm. because we don't really feel like we have enough information to talk about archetypes, because our experience is totally skewed by the seeded packs. Well, hopefully we'll have a better idea of archetypes next week because this weekend I'm going to a PPTQ in Arlington. Uh, Steven might draft and I might as well. I hope I draft. <laughs> but until then, we are YoMTG Taps. Stop bitching, start brewing. YoMTG Taps is available every bloody Friday forever on legitmtg.com, iwantmymtg.com, mtgcast.com and itunes email us yomtgtaps at gmail.com like us on facebook follow us on tumblr yomtgtaps.tumblr.com follow us on twitter at yomtgtaps follow me on twitter at omgwtfbhjftw follow steven on twitter at m00npi Follow Joey on Twitter at Affinity for Blue. Featuring music by You'll Never Know and Logic Marsalis. 
available at magneticmoments.bandcamp.com. Thanks for listening.